Texas, known to some as the Lone Star State, has a reputation for barbecues, hot weather, cowboys, and, of course, religion. It's a larger state than any other in both size and its history. Countless Jane Doe's serial killers, murderers have popped up within the state from time to time. Today is one of those stories, a story of a young girl, a religious man, a brutal murder, and a mystery. The Nameless Girl, The Walker County Jane Doe Story In a time when hitchhiking was considered normal or a fast way to get to a party or a friend's house, many young women would stand on the side of the road, thumb out, and hoping for a ride. Some of them were fun drivers near the same age. They'd drive around with and simply get out of when they reach their destination. However, not every young woman was so lucky. The day after Halloween on November 1, 1980 in Huntsville, Texas, which is a 70-mile drive outside of Houston, the body of a young woman was found lying on the side of the road. She was nude face down in the grass beside the road. She was discovered by a truck driver who had been driving past the Sam Houston National Forest. She was two miles from Huntsville. The trucker called the police at 9.20 a.m. It was later suspected the truck driver had found her mere hours after she had been raped, assaulted, and murdered. Walker County Jane Doe was the name given to the young woman. She was the age between 14 and 21 at the time of her death. Police had determined she had been dead for approximately six hours, which would have placed her murder at 3.20 a.m. Not much was known about her. She had no identification, nothing except a few personal items, a rectangular brown pendant containing a smoky blue or brown glass colored stone on a thin gold chain necklace was found around her neck. Something that in recreation artists have paid special attention to, hoping someone somewhere would recognize it. Her ears were pierced, although no pierce, no earrings were found in her ears, nor at the scene, the crime scene, which had led some to believe robbery may have been one of the motives, but this was never proven. High-heeled red leather sandals with light brown straps which investigators discovered the girl had been carrying while alive, were also recovered at the scene, although the remainder of her clothing was missing. It was unsure if the killer kept them or scattered them in various locations to hide evidence and possible DNA evidence. Walker County Jane Doe left no information for the investigators to go on. All they knew about her is that she stood five foot six, weighed between 105 and 120 pounds, and was described by the medical examiner as being a well-nourished individual. She had hazel eyes and light brown to dirty blonde hair, although some reports have contradicted this and said her hair was a reddish tint. She didn't have any tattoos for authorities to search using as an identification, but she did have a few distinctive features such as a vertical scar measuring one and a half inches at the edge of her right eyebrow 
and her right nipple was introverted. Jane does her Jane Doe's official cause of death was certified as asphyxiation due to strangulation, which was believed to have been done with pantyhose. Pantyhose fragments, along with the Jane Doe's underwear, were found inside her vaginal cavity. Many believe both have been placed inside her to prevent her body from bleeding as she was transported to the site where her body had been found. Upon further examination, it was determined she had been sexually assaulted with a blunt instrument, both vaginally and anally, as these acts had occurred while she was still alive. It is unknown if the girl had actually been raped through penetration due to no biological evidence or semen being found at the crime scene or inside her. She had also had a severe beating, which had inflicted, been inflicted prior to her death, as many bruises were evident across her body, with her lips and right eyelid in particular being extensively swollen. The final mark on her body was a single bite mark on her shoulder, as authorities started trying to retrace the girl's steps they found out she had been dropped off by a 1973 blue vehicle and seen with a man before exiting the car. Some who remember seeing her said she had asked for directions to Ella's prison and left. Some said they had spoken to her and she said she was going to the prison to visit a friend. Later, the story would change and take a strange turn when Jane Doe's picture was shown to employees and inmates at the prison. No one recognized her or knew who she was. Many theories have circulated about who was Walker County Jane Doe, one being a brother and sister going through old family photos found a photo of a young girl who said they told them her name was Kathleen or Catherine, and she knew someone at Sugarland Prison. In the photo, the girl does have a striking resemblance to Jane Doe, but it has never been determined if it is truly her or Catherine's last name. Some believe she may have been a victim of a serial killer, Henry Lee Lucas, but this has never been proven. Another theory is Jane Doe was a resident at one time Rebecca House, which was a, has a story behind it. Found in Corpus Christi in 1968 by a man named Lester Roloff, the home was said to have been play, a place to send troubled young girls, rebellious teens, and the like. However, some of the girls there were members of the church and lived there as well as other girls. Lester Roloff himself was a prominent leader in the independent fundamental Baptist movement. A man of God and what some would call a traveling preacher who took its traveling tent revival and turned it into a multi million dollar enterprise by founding houses like Rebecca House, 
among many others, some for the youth, some others for adults. Lester hosted a radio show as well, going on and asking his listeners for love gifts to sustain the homes, telling his listeners the girls he sheltered were from the hippie-driven broken homes and the most horrible backgrounds, and that he had reformed them into scripture-quoting believers and they had been saved. Many of the gifts sent varied from checks and cash to jewelry and anything his followers could manage to send. However, girls there were treated as anything but kindly. Many were subjected to locked isolation rooms where Lester's sermons played in an endless loop. They also endured exhaustive punishment and during the 1970s, the homes were shut and reopened multiple times before finally closing their doors in 2001. A few former girls from the home thought they recognized Jane Doe as Catherine, a young new girl who hadn't been at the home for that long and had a family member in prison at the time of her being there. But as of today, her identity is unknown. Her case has been reopened multiple times and multiple facial reconstructions have been done, hoping someone would recognize her and finally give a name to this young girl. As of today, Walker County Jane Doe rests in a nameless grave in a cemetery in the same town where her broken and bruised body was found. Hopefully soon, a name will finally be placed to her face, and she will finally have her identity back. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any recommendations, please feel free to comment or contact me. I'm on all social media, and they are all linked on the page. If you would like to support the show, you can find me on Patreon, which is linked as well. Please feel free to leave a like and rate and review if you enjoy the show. I'd love to hear from you guys, as well as your thoughts on the case. Please be respectful to the parties involved, and until next time, take care.